Hey, yo, what's up? It's your boy, sir, of the 2020 podcast, LLC. Please say the LLC. And before you listen to this episode, I just got to let you know, I need you to stop what you're doing. Go to blkrenaissance.com and I need you to shop for the culture. That's right. Anytime you use the promo code LLC20 at Black Renaissance Clothing's website, you will get 20% off your order. Off rip. No questions asked. So do me a favor and do it for the culture. Peace. Hey y'all, it's your girl Sade with Black on Black Rhymes. Step to the mic. People always ask me where I get my confidence from, and I get it from inside. It's an inside thing, y'all. And when it comes to beautiful skin, I rock with Blendia by India, where her motto is, be confident in your skin. She has a variety of naturally made soaps to keep you smelling good, hair products for long, luscious, healthy hair, and even beer products for men. You know, we got to keep those struggle beers away. So visit BlendiaByIndia.com and use promo 2020skin to get 10% off your order. Thank you, Blendia by India, for being a sponsor of the 2020 Podcast LLC. Please say the LLC. Hey, this is Butter So Fly of Powerlines Poetry, here to let you know anytime I feel good, I have to look good, so you have to listen to me. Make sure you go to gurudesigns.com, use a three instead of an E, The website is great, so you can get something for yourself. And then she makes custom clothes for men, too. And guess what? I got a promo code for you. Use 20 slash 20, and it'll get you 15% off of any order, $25 or more. You can't beat that. Go to gurudesigns.com. The self-destruct sequence has been activated. This sequence may not be aborted. All employees proceed to the emergency car at the bottom platform. Okay, we lit it just like a fuse, so no need to pick and choose. Welcome to 2020, where we do more than interviews. The hottest be coming through, jumping knowledge on all that you get. A beaker to front of you with the truth that they offer you. Yeah, hands up, we doing it for the culture. To give artists and businesses more exposure. Keeping it real and stay silent just like a boulder. It's about to go all the way down, can get no lower. Chasing my dreams, know that they get no slower. But if I stay running, I promise they getting closer. Moreover, success, my older. And if you're sleeping on me, I'm waking them up like boulders. I told you, coming from the land with the tide roll, we'll be on the whole different vibe though we like to ride slow and keep our windows tinted so you really can see us like stevie wonder waking up with his eyes closed yeah got the kind of flow that rock the boat on my 16s of pounds of dough and if you figure you can hang with me on the mic then grab some rope matter of fact better grab some hope while you at it we keep it live it's time to tune in turn up the sound on what you're using it goes so hard i think it's bruising the show is 2020 no need to zoom in yeah Hey, yo, what's up? It's your boy, sir, of the 2020 podcast, LLC. And yes, please still say the LLC. And uh, as we come down to like the closing of this season of Candid Conversation, I had a brilliant idea. Uh, We've been talking about relationships with people. We talked about Jada. We talked about Will. We even talked about August. We even talked about some R. Kelly. One thing we haven't really discussed is really exes and i figured the best way to be transparent is to invite my ex (laughs) so today (laughs) we are joined by shantae how are you doing hey y'all hey how you doing i'm I'm all right (laughs) the point of this conversation thank you for having me of course man of course like 
one of the reasons I wanted to have this conversation is one, Tay, you've been one of my biggest supporters since I told you what I wanted to do. Uh, always, always. Yeah, even even back when we were dating and when we were together, I should say, um, you were like my biggest fan. So I thought a good way to kind of help wind down the season would be to have a transparent conversation about the stereotype of exes not being able to get along and like kind of share our journey into mm-hmm. kind of coming into that and how we dealt with it. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so um, to those of you that don't know, uh, Tay and I met in college. We went to a and together. Um, we actually became roommates and Tay and I used to have conversations in the dead of night, like, one two in the morning yep we would talk for hours and hours and hours and it was a couple times where we actually saw the sunrise after talking and then we sleep all day because we stayed up all night talking (laughs) (laughs) can't live like that no more hell no we we grown we got bills um (laughs) but uh i feel like uh, a friendship started with us first and uh i think that is one of the common threads that we'll revisit throughout this conversation and um we went from being friends to seeing each other and we were together for a while for a couple years and then we had a big schism i like i like that word schism um schism. Okay. We, we had a we 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 split I'll, I'll be honest we split we split up pretty badly it was really bad um very bad we did not end on good terms um, I was very spiteful. I'll admit that I was very spiteful and very toxic and out of our situation, I became bitter. I can honestly look back and say that I wouldn't admit that in my twenties, but 34 years old, looking back on it, I was extremely bitter, vindictive and manipulative. Um, I wanted to manipulate the situation to make myself look like the, what's the word? The, the guy. Right. The victim. <laughs> the victim, <laughs> the victim, the guy. Um, and what, what, what hurt the most take is even in like our darkest moments, like we mm-hmm. saw each other because we, we went to a of course we ran to each other. That's really, isn't that so big? It, it's right um <laughs> i would still hold on to this hatred but it was like this longing to reach out to her but i wouldn't and um <laughs> luck would have it uh our mutual friend i won't say who it is um they hit me up and told me yo you know i just want you to know who's moving into your apartment complex and this was years later i want to say <laughs> what, five years later um yeah like five six years later yeah so like five or six years later i look down the hall (laughs) literally right (laughs) and i see you moving your stuff in and i was so mad i was so mad i was like of all places i'm trying to write my (laughs) memories of you and here you are down the hall from me and, and um, you got to see me every day. <laughs> every day. I saw you every day. 
And I, and I can be honest and, and I'm going to tell the truth, Tay. I, you know, you and I have had this conversation. I walk outside and be like, man, this bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad. I was so mad. And um, I remember one day you knocked on my door. And we Do I remember this thing. Okay. I'm, we, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> we agreed to have a conversation. And I cooked breakfast that day. We had a big dumbass breakfast and we just sat and we, uh, we, we watched, we were, well, we turned on American Horror Story, but we wasn't watching it. Um, we were mainly kind of yeah. talking about everything. We, we went from point A at the beginning to point Z and just kind of put everything on the table. And I wanted to tell you, Two things. One, thank you for not harboring hatred like I did. It was uh it was really immature of me. It was it was not it's not something I wanted to do, it's something I felt I had to do, trying to preserve this little male ego, this little fragile ass <laughs> ego. And um yeah, okay. Two, thank you for being the bigger man. Listen. Everybody knows I'm really not the bigger person. So <laughs> I don't believe in being a bigger person. But I, I wouldn't say I harbored hatred towards you. It was more like resentment. Okay. And it, it was a lot. <laughs> like a lot. But somewhere along the healing journey, I'm going to have to see you every day. We still associate with some of the same people. Yeah, Might as well hash it out. You know, we were friends long before and we can be friends after. If it's done right. That part. If it's done right. If it's done right. Um, That was the first time I had ever been cornered with someone <laughs> and they forced me I won't even say force me, but you put me in a position where you reminded me of who we were when we first started and how honest we were. Um, and this may be TMI and I might get in trouble with whom I'm dating at the time, but I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna be honest. You and I used to lay in bed and just talk like just right. just we would tell each other everything. We were even at that point of friendship where I would tell you who I liked, You would tell me who you would like and we would talk mm -hmm. about dates while laying there just looking at the ceiling um <laughs> that last apartment bedroom I had um and when you reminded me of those times I realized that I was more mad at myself because I was allowing myself to harbor hatred from one of my best friends mm. over something I had a heavy hand in doing. I was not the best boyfriend. I was not. I was not. I was definitely um, shades. Of you had your moments. Nah, mm -hmm. I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be real with you. I, I had. I'm and, and I can say this because it's me. You know, I had my fuck nigga moments. I know I did. Um, I was a handful, and you pushed me to deal with one of the most traumatic moments of my life that I didn't want to deal with. And I didn't see it then, but I see it now. 
how much that helped me. You know what I'm saying? Um, You helped me. And to those of you that don't know what I'm talking about. um, One night. I was super emotional because I smelled a scent. And this scent was the same cologne that the gentleman who molested me wore. And it fucked me up. I was crying in the middle of the night. Didn't really understand why I'm up crying. And take consoled me. Like, and we had a heart to heart. And she told me I should pursue getting better. Um, you even gave me the ultimatum that uh, you don't think we would make it if I didn't deal with it. Right. And um, I don't think that was like a manipulative way of putting things. I think that was realistic. Um, saying that you don't think that was something you could deal with. You know, somebody who wasn't emotionally available or willing to deal with trauma. And um, you were more mature than me, man. I'm just going to be 100. You Listen. Work, you work, uh, I don't give a fuck what you say. You was. You was, bro. There's a lot of times I feel like I wasn't, but mm. <laughs> I mean, it, it's all part of, you know, the healing. So you can't properly love someone if you don't love yourself correctly. Mm. So there were things that honestly, both of us needed to address a lot of trauma and then two people who were holding on to this trauma and this hurt ended up hurting each other. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. But in that hurt came some healing. Now it might not have been between us, but there was some healing in the middle of all this hurt and trauma. Yeah. Um, if it, I was very much a narcissist, I put myself in the center of my own world, thinking I could do no wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. And when we split, I think it hit me when I came back to my room and all your stuff was gone. No, it wasn't even then. It wasn't even then. It was when you came to get the last of your stuff. That's when I was forced to sit by myself and review myself. You know, um, you were very much the supportive type. Um, There was a time where I wasn't working for a long stretch. And before anybody get at me, um, I couldn't get a job. I couldn't Mm -hmm. maintain a job in school. I did work study for three years. But after that point, nobody would accept my work experience nobody and it was a college town so all the easy jobs were really like taken right so at one point you were the bill payer and i don't i'm not embarrassed to say that um i think that played into it as well um because i i didn't feel like a man i didn't feel like a man and we we had plenty of friends who knew the situation Right. It was embarrassing. And so I'm I'll be honest and say. I was jealous of you in a bit. Because you were able to to get a job like eh, like you go, oh, I got the job. I'm like, the fuck? How? (laughs) How? (laughs) 
And so I still I'm still like that, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it just it it puzzled me. It puzzled me. It 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 really I I I got jealous. It, yeah, and I, and I can say that of my own girlfriend, I was extremely jealous because I wanted the positions that you had, the the one who's able to go to work and come back and take care of stuff. It'd be times where I didn't know where I have gas from, or like I go back to my car and my car would have a full tank. And the normal person <laughs> would be like, would be yeah. grateful. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I wasn't. I was, I was like, God damn, you know what I'm saying? Like, why can't I do this for myself? And I I hated that about myself. And it was like a cycle of hate. It was, I hated the city. I loved what was happening. I hated the circumstance and I hated how it was happening because I was always focusing on me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I was broken out of that. Um, the Band-Aid was ripped the fuck off, like raw. Um, <laughs> and I did one of the most egregious things ever to you and you were still by my side and at the end of the day like I know certain people feel a certain way about me in your camp I know certain people (laughs) feel (laughs) certain ways about you in my camp but I know the underlying story you know the underlying story and we came to peace about it and I'm at peace with that um but I just wanted to do away with the, the stigma that exes can't be friends um, because that, that, that's actually come up uh, when I'm dating. Um, someone asked me, you know, what's an ex that, you know, like, like fucked you up? And I was like, oh, easily. And I was like, her name's Tay. And she was like, oh, tell me what happened. And then I, I'm at a point where I tell the complete truth. And they're like, whoa, you was fucked up. I was like, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, I'll say, <laughs> but, but this is the part that surprises them. I was like, yeah, we're, we're good, though. Like, we're friends. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, we, we Gucci. Like, I talked to her. Like, it was we send each other memes and shit. <laughs> Very long. <laughs> it was a process. Very long road. It, it was definitely a process. Um. One thing I did like that we did, though, even though uh, when we weren't on like. There was a phase where it wasn't that we went from hate, like love to hate to cool. It was like love to hate. Slowly to neutral from neutral to cool. And um, you had moved from Huntsville. I stayed. And when you would pop in town, you would tell me and we would meet up. We would go get something to eat or whatever. But we would just sit and like just have like a catch up talk. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it would be kind of surface level. It wouldn't be really deep. Um, yeah, because it, it was a point where I wasn't 100 percent sure that I could still trust you. Like, mm. so the friendship was still there because we started off as friends right very good friends but there was really um about a three what three four year period of time where 
I still felt like I could not completely trust you mm. because of the damage that had been done. Mm. So while we were cordial, <laughs> there was still a wall, a couple of walls. Yeah. I, I understand that um, for self-preservation, you know, because I, I, it took me a really long time to start addressing some of the hurt I had and like really dig into myself. And I understand dealing with me with a long handled spoon at that point, because I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be real. I did go on this bitter anti. Bender. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was on this anti black woman thing for a while. I was I was hurt. I was bleeding everywhere. And um I would try to date and and when I say I was anti black woman, let me let me say this. I was subtly or subconsciously anti black woman. I didn't realize how much of an effect it had on me because mm. I was always holding this expectation above the black women I was dating that it would just end like you and I ended. Right. Even though I was the catalyst that caused what happened between you and I. So here I am being misguided, you know, going into these other relationships, fucking up other people, you know what I'm saying? Like spewing poison and, and being detached and, and all this other shit. And until I really had, you really sat a nigga down and just was like, yo, <laughs> this is who the fuck you was. This is who you are. This is what you do. And you can't lie to me because I know who you are, nigga. And like, let me remind you mm-hmm. <laughs> in mm-hmm. case you done blocked out part of these memories. And I think that's what ego does. I'm gonna be one million with you. I think that's what ego did. When you um, when you listed everything that I had done, the stuff I did that sh- I didn't know you knew I did. Oh yeah, yeah. The DMs, all that, like. That's when I was like, oh. That's right. The Diaz was a wild situation. Because I literally, I literally sat up one night and went through your phone. And then I had zero reaction about it. Really? Like, literally, I just, I think I had gotten to the point where I started disconnecting. So Mm. that's, that's something I have been become very great at is that emotional disconnect wow so i think at that point it was like you know what um i didn't ask for the truth i did everything i could possibly do this is what you choose to do okay let me remove myself mentally from the equation because we all know women leave mentally before they leave physically anyway that's true so I had mentally checked out. That's why you didn't find out about it until after years after the fact, because it wasn't worth the fight anymore. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. 
You dropping bombs on a nigga right now. Shit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, we having an honest conversation. Candid conversation. Is this right. what you wanted? You want your pizza here? This is what I wanted. Um, what I will say is, uh, and this isn't to flatter you, um, thank you for encouraging me, though, to embrace the weirdo I am on the inside. Because I never, like, before you, I never, going to AM, which, which is blackity black, 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 I never thought I would beat somebody who understood me being a weird nerd person. Uh, like you did. Um, so you gave me kind of like that courage to like be truthful and be who I am up front going forward and have the the mindset to be like status means nothing. You know, being a fraternity don't mean a goddamn thing at the end yeah. of the day is <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, am I am I really me when I'm around this person? And um, because you didn't really give a fuck about any of that. Um, I still remember. I was the same one. The same one sitting up with you at two o'clock in the morning watching Dragon Ball Z or whatever other anime you got me watching. I still play Dynasty Warriors because of you. (laughs) (laughs) Hell no. (laughs) There are a lot of things that have um, that I've grown to love during our relationship. So things like that. Even now, I watch anime. I play those same video games. I will sit there and eat Cinnamon Toast Crunch out of a bowl with no milk. Horace, <laughs> mm, <ours>, nigga. <laughs> nah. But yeah, it's just... Um, it, I think it, that was mainly one of the things we had to unlearn and I think that was part of, you know, the college experience, the HBCU experience, was learning that Black people are not a monolith. Mm. That's real. But we're allowed to like anime. You're allowed to collect your swords. Still got my sword. <laughs> yeah, that, still got my sword. And yes, to those of y'all listening, I do own a sword. Its name is Swordy. <laughs> Deadass. Um, and I still have a giant teddy bear named Barry. Because I'm bad at naming stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, that's that's deep. That's deep. Um, I keep saying um because it's like this. This was honestly candid conversation is something I've been wanted to do with you. But I know mm-hmm. with your schedule, you know, what I'm saying you've been mom, you've been wife now. Prepping for law school. You know what I'm saying? Like shit, you, <laughs> shit is moving. And I want to say I'm extremely, extremely proud of you. So keep doing Thank your you. thing. Keep doing your thing. Um Thank you. I would like actually to probably do a part two of this, um, where I could pick your brain a little bit more from um a woman's standpoint, you know, like when dealing okay. with someone who isn't, you know, completely honest, you know, in their relationship, like, fuck it, we'll, we'll, I'll ask it now. Um, Like, you talked about the disconnect, you know, Mm -hmm. but at one point we was in love, like we, we was doing everything together. Everything. 
what was it like detaching um understanding that you know the relationship wasn't going where we wanted it to go like where I guess what what did it feel like for you at least um so I guess with to to fully explore it we have to go back and to the part where I was hurt so there were certain things that had happened, certain things that were being done, certain things that were being said that would hurt me. And um, sometimes, depending on what it was, you would emotionally detach from whatever feelings I had going on. And you probably never even realized that like stuff would really hurt me and I'd isolate myself and you just let me be isolated. So... I think it came along with, okay, he's hurting me. He knows he's hurting me. And clearly he doesn't care about hurting me. So maybe it's time I stop caring about him hurting me. I, <laughs> so why do I want to kick my ass? Like, <laughs> I'm like, fuck. <laughs> um, I think the the toughest thing um, when doing wrong is you're looking for everything else to be a villain but you. At least for me, it was. Um, it'll be times where you'd be talking to your friends and I get mad because it was it would feel like and, and maybe it was the paranoia of when you're doing wrong. It would feel like I would enter the room and your conversation would end or change. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, even though you'd want to like cuddle and stuff, like I still harbored this, like looking over my shoulder feeling, you know, right. um, everything you were doing was going to catch up to you. At what point was it going to catch up to you? Pretty much. Pretty How much. How was I going to react? <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that was the most stressful part. And, um, just everybody looking at us because at one point we was like drama central like (laughs) we just was you know it was coming to the crib because you know we was the focal point like whenever shit went down everybody came to our apartment um so when shit was in the air everybody would feel it you know what i'm saying people would go and splinter off into groups and talk and Mm -hmm. I will, and I, I don't have a problem saying this because we're we're at a point where we're past it now. I knew that we were going to end that night. We had a physical night. And you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And it started off as an argument and a confrontation, and it escalated quickly. And I know... You know, I've apologized uh, several times. Um, but forgiving myself is still a day-to-day thing with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because I pride myself on never touching a woman, you know, with any anger right. or anything. Now, to those of y'all that's listening... I didn't like elbow drop Tay or anything like that, or punch her <laughs> or no shit like that. I grabbed her. 
but it was very aggressively. It was extremely aggressively. Um, it was like one of the ones at the movie where the man grabs the woman and he kind of shakes her. Yes, it was very Tyler Perry. It was a Tyler Perry. <laughs> um, but it, when it happened, it happened so quickly, I was afraid. Um, and luckily, I'm blessed with a best friend who snatched, you know, separated us and, you know, de-escalated the situation instead of just watching it unfold. Because you and I don't mind saying this either because I ain't saying names, but you and I are very close to a couple who were physical, who were Mm -hmm. abusive. And I realized this now. By excusing his actions to her. I was complicit in what was going on. So that was something I had to grow out of. Um, I remember when you and I weren't together, things would happen between them. You would tell me something, but it would conflict with the information I got. And then when I got the whole situation, I realized how much of an ass I was for just siding with the man every time, you know? Um, And then it made me review how I treated you because I felt like, and this is, Again, the 20-year-old me, I felt like, well, I'm not physically harming Tay. It may be emotionally or mentally, but I'm not abusing her. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's how fucked right. up some of us are, you know? But it took And I you... feel like with you... Go ahead. Um, I just feel like with you, that trauma, those reactions came from a place of really trauma that you didn't even realize was trauma at the time. So it came from stuff you dealt with personally when you were growing up and you were still dealing with when we were together. So, and I I think that your initial reactions were, if I grew up accepting this, then what I'm doing is not harmful. I'm not putting my hands on her so it's not as harmful as me yelling cussing starting an argument at three o'clock in the morning (laughs) because of something i did and my guilty conscience is eating away at me right right yeah that that was so those of you who don't know that was sir in a nutshell the the the, the 2000s man i thought i was the shit but i was a shitty person um but yeah yeah, trauma digs its claws deep and it comes out when you're exasperated, stressed, and even confused. Cause because um I'm glad to say uh the way shit happened, I am uh, no longer associated with the gentleman um who was in our friend circle who was abusive. Uh I pray he sought help, you know. Um I relocated, started pursuing mental health and uh uh, lo and behold, one of the advocates uh, who knew about this was Tay. And, um, I remember the conversation about it. I told you uh, about me coming home. And I remember I was in the car talking to you and you mm-hmm. were telling me how proud you was. And yeah. 
I didn't tell you this, but I got out the car and cried like a little bitch. You hear me? Oh, <laughs> uh, cause I, cause I still, I still felt like if you wanted to still hate me, you still have grounds to do that, but you don't, mm-hmm. you know, and I appreciate you. Um, forgiveness yeah, yeah, is a I powerful tool. What you say? I am very proud of you. Oh, very shucks. proud of your growth <laughs> because it's been a, a wild ass ride, man. <laughs> cool. 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 Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 15 years, you know. Um, wow, I just said that out loud. Um, yeah, it's been a... But yeah. <gasps> what was you saying? I was just thinking, thinking out loud. <laughs> right, right, right. So, but I'm going to cut this here because I know you and I could go on for, for hours. Um and yeah, this this is this is a necessary conversation. I it's it's always cool to have this conversation behind closed doors. You know, I don't mind. Uh, mm-hmm. Like to those of you who are listening, think this is a show. This is actually real. Tay and I talk like this every now and again. It ain't I won't say regular regular, but we check in from time to time and just yeah. do like a stat check. Um, but I appreciate you for coming here and just being transparent. Real shit. Well, thank you so much for having me. Listen, I'll come back. <laughs> when you invite me to come back, I'll come back. And we can continue this conversation because I feel like we've only scratched the surface. I agree. And maybe a lot of people do need to hear more details about our story. Um, if not to be friends with exes on, on healing and healing those trauma bonds. Fact, fact. So let's do it again. Um, but for now, Tay, if, if any, do you, do you even have socials anymore? Like, do you share your socials? socials, Listen, socials? <laughs> I'm not as active as I usually am. You know, I got a lot going on. I'm a wife, I'm somebody mama. But yeah. you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Shantae F Baby. Hey. I am there. Yeah, so find her. She she's funny as shit. And another thing that made her cool, we were like the biggest Lil Wayne fans ever, <laughs> ever, ever. So yeah. Do you remember when I got in my car wreck? And mm-hmm. when I got into the car wreck, I we I was listening to Mrs. Officer by mm-hmm. Lil Wayne where he had Bobby Valentino on there singing, being a police siren, the whole song. Yep. High as shit. (laughs) And I stopped listening to Lil Wayne for like six months. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Because I literally blamed Lil Wayne for my car accident. (laughs) Yep. I remember that. That was a thing. That was a fucking thing. (laughs) Yep. Ah. But like I said, we will put a pin in this today. If people want to hear part two, listen to this motherfucker and share it. And I'll look at the analytics and decide. When we do <laughs> <laughs> but I, I appreciate your honesty, Tay, man. It, it really means the world to me. Again, thank you for having me. About time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little bit too late. Well, 
All right, y'all. Well, this has been Sir Shantae F. Baby. This has been Candid Combos. I'll let you.